this is Candace Pringle, lead pastor of FE Church, and this is our podcast. All right. If you guys didn't know, as Chelsea said, Tim Bennett is with us today. I hope you guys are excited. Yeah, I was hoping to break the secret. Maybe some of you didn't know. If it is your first time, you guys are in for a treat. Tim Bennett is an evangelist who serves here in Pennsylvania, and he's he's basically family here at Freedom Valley. We're excited to have him here today. So clear the aisles, all right? Make sure your feet aren't over there, all right? Uh, camera guys. Yeah. yeah, you got this. All right, Tim, come on and bring the word, man. Can you guys give him a hand? I don't think I've ever been introduced and somebody has asked everyone to clear the aisles before, but I do see why it's appropriate from time to time. Wow, man. It is so good to be with you here in Gettysburg. I'm so jacked to be with you this morning. If you have your Bibles, uh, go ahead and find the book of Revelation. If you don't know where that is, if you start at the end, you'll get there a whole lot faster. Uh, but uh, we're, we're going to look at the book of Revelation today as we continue in the series, God With Us. Uh, I, I'm so thankful. Thank you, Pastor Candace and Pastor Ann. I love you guys so much. You know, I've yeah, it's just good to see you. And I, I'm glad you got the memo to wear a white hoodie today. We've been praying. And so let's go over on the same wavelength and, uh, man, believe in God for, for great things. I'm glad God arranged things. I called some people, moved some things around so you guys could be here today. So, uh, uh, so, so very, very excited. <laughs> you know, I had that kind of pulled in you. Now you know, now you know. Uh, but, uh, but so excited. Tim is a great name, by the way. And, uh, you know, uh, you could fit that in anywhere. It's short and sweet. It's very biblical. There's two books. I'm trying to lay out my case. I don't know if it would help at all, but yeah, but man, I'm excited for what God has for us here this Christmas season, believing God for something that is just beyond what we have been able to comprehend. And I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag before I jump into the message this morning. I'm just going to tell you what we're doing and how the service is going to end. All right. I'm just going to tell you how this is going to go. Listen to me today. I'm going after the lost. I'm going after the lonely and I'm going after those of us that need to let go of the past. That's it. That's, that's, that's word. That's word. That's the drive today. That's why I believe God got the heart of God is today. I watched uh, the service from last week. Didn't Pastor Sam last week just preach an amazing message here last week? And when he started his message, I think he said something like, uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, tell somebody that I'm going to, I'm going to preach. How do you say it? it's, it's, Is this going to be slap your mama good? Like slap your mama good. So today this is going to be punch your daddy good. All right. We're going to, this is, we went from slap your mama to punch your daddy, all right? So uh, <laughs> it's going to be punch your daddy. It's going to be a great day in the house of God. So Revelation chapter 1, I, I, I know God is moving because I'm scheduled to be somewhere that's going to have a cookie contest next week. So I'm all jacked about that as well. I kind of, I told I told Isaiah, I'm like, listen, man, it's going to be the world's shortest sermon next week. Like it's, you know, going to do Jesus wept, amen, let's go, you know? <laughs> Taste and see that the Lord is good. Uh, Revelation chapter one. So, wow. You, y'all got to pray for me. Uh, pray for yourselves to try and decipher what God's saying as I go through my mess. Uh, Revelation chapter one, starting at verse five. If you found it, even if you haven't and you're able, would you stand for the reading of God's word today? Revelation chapter five. You have to excuse me from time to time. I've, I've, uh, uh, Winter, I'm, I can say stuff here, right? I just yes. want to say it. winter sucks. All right. And, yeah. and, uh, and so allergies and all the kind of crazy stuff that comes along with it. So vocally, I've been kind of struggling just to tick. So I'll be taking a few sips of a few things every once in a while. So just relax. It's okay. Uh, there's nothing, um, 
I'm going to tell you what's in here now. now, now no, it's all good. Uh, but uh, uh, but I uh, believe in God to uh, just to speak to each and every one of us today. And so I want us to hear this this word, this revelation, when sometimes whatever you think, Man, the book of Revelation is like this big, if you don't know the book of Revelation, it's, it, this is all about, like people think this is all about end times, you know? And in reality, it's called the book of Revelation and who's the, it's the revelation of who Jesus is. This, this is not a book of like, oh, this is what is going to happen. No, this is, this is a book of telling you exactly who the character of the Son of God is. This is the revelation of Jesus, a man named John, whom, by the way, I, I love this part about John. John uh, was exiled to the island of Patmos where he would have this revelation of Jesus and, and have this encounter with, with, with the Son of God himself and, and write this out. And so... Here is, 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 is John is, is writing this book and, and, and writing the book. Does this all just drop out or is it just me? All right. Y'all can hear me. Live stream. You'll go catch up. I hope you can uh, read lips for just a few moments. Isn't this good? See, this is a great sermon illustration right now. This is a great sermon illustration that, and this is actually where exactly where I was going. So thank you, devil, for proving my point. That, you know, John was exiled to the island of Patmos who wrote the book of Revelation, right? This this was really at the end of all times, you know, this was the destiny of John to, to give us this book. This was his life's purpose to give us this book. And then you say, well, Tim, what, what, is, what am I trying to get at? Well, I want you to understand John was one of the 12 apostles. Every other apostle died a martyr's death. They all died. They were either hung, they were crucified, some were thrown off of a building, and then when that didn't kill them, they were stoned to death. I mean, there were a lot of crazy things that happened. Had their heads cut off, all kinds of crazy things. In fact, they did try and mark John. They tried to kill John, but they could not do it. They actually tried to boil John alive in hot oil, and it did not kill him. So that's when they exiled him to Patmos. They exiled him to this far distant island of Patmos. Say, here's where I'm going with this today. I'm telling you the plan and the purpose and the destiny that God has for your life. There is nothing this world can do that can separate you from the plan and direction and destiny that God has in your life today. I got news here. Even though the world might try and kill you, the life of Jesus Christ will always be accomplished when we surrender to him. Amen. And so here today in Revelation chapter 1, this is kind of a big existential thought that, that we're going to look at, but I, I want you to understand the practicality of the Word of God here today. Revelation chapter 1, just starting at verse 5, says this is from Jesus Christ. He is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead, the ruler of all the kings of the world, and all glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. He has made a kingdom of priests for God his Father, all glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Then verse 7 says, Look, he comes with clouds of heaven, and everyone will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the nations of the world will mourn for him. Yes and amen. Now here's our key. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is who always was and who is still to come. I am the almighty one. Come on, let's pray. Father, one more time, would you release the power of your written word into our lives? Lord, in the mighty strong name of your son, Jesus, may distraction be gone. May faith rise in our soul and may the perfect love of God drive out every fear in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that the lost would be found. 
Lord, that the the baggage and the addictions and the struggles and the past gains and the past pains, Lord, that we've held on to for you, I pray that we would go in the name of Jesus Christ. God, and I pray today that that one, that one that feels like they've been lost, the one that feels like they've been totally lonely, they could, Lord, even sitting in a room full, a large crowd of people today, they feel like they're all alone and nobody understands where they are. Lord, I pray today that they would experience the ever-present help of Jesus Christ. Lord, that would pick them up out of the desolation of uh, and, and depression and, and depravity of who we are. But God, may we look to you today as the author and perfecter of our faith. In Jesus' name. Come on, and everybody said? Amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated today. The one who is the one who was, and the one who is to come. We're talking about God with us, that God is here. You know, we know Christmas time. We know Emmanuel means he He is God with us. He's He is here, but oftentimes we just think of kind of like this, this moment that he's kind of walking with, with us through everything, but really the, the omnipresence of God goes far beyond what my watch, listen to me, my calendar cannot contain the presence and the person of Jesus Christ. Now, this is kind of a big thought, but I want you to stick with me for just a moment because it's going to get real practical for you. See, the Bible here says in verse 8 that Jesus is the one who was, he's the one who is, and he's the one who is to come. Do you see that? Like, God, he exists before time, without time, in time. Listen, Jesus is not confined to time. Jesus is not confined to our past memories. He's not confined to where we are today. And he is not neglecting where we are going tomorrow. Listen to me today. Many of us, we've been locked in the past. Some of us are too tunnel-minded and too tunnel-vision and locked in just what is going on now. And some of us don't have no idea and no clue where we're going to live forever. But my Bible here says that Jesus is the one who was, he's the one who is, and he is the one who is to come. Do you see that that God exists well beyond, yes, he is with me here and now, but he's the one who is in my past. He's the one who was. That's why he can forgive me in my past. He was there when I made mistakes. He was there when I said what I shouldn't have said. He was there when I did what I shouldn't have done. But I'm thankful today that even while I was still a sinner, listen, Jesus went ahead and proved his love for me, and that's how I know that he's the one who was because he can forgive me of my past. He's the one who is. The Bible says he is my ever present help in time of need. He will walk with me and he will talk with me and he will tell me that I am his own. And he is the one who is to come. Surely if he went to go prepare a place for us, he's going to come back and receive us unto himself that where he is, there we may be also. Listen to me today. Each and every one of us were created in the image of God, which means this. We all will live forever. The question is where? What we do today prepares us for where we will live tomorrow. And so this morning, I want to unpack this a little bit with us. What does this mean that Jesus is? He is. He is, he is, he is in my past, he is in my present, and he is in the promise of my future. He is, he's everywhere. He's, listen, you cannot escape the presence and the person of God. Now, for some of us, that's a good thing. <laughs> and then for others of us, depending on our relationship with him, we're scared to death of that. Huh? I know. 
Think about it. I mean, if you were to find out that the pastor was coming to your house this afternoon, you would get home as fast as you, and you would clean your house like the preacher is coming. Huh? Am I right? Right? And we're just, I'm just a person. Pastor Ken is just a person. Persons right now. <laughs> hmm. She took this whole like Christmas illustration way too seriously. But Jesus, he is the one who was. Let, let, let's look at this. The Bible says that he was the one who was. Go back in verse five. It says he was the first to rise from the dead, the ruler of the kingdoms, uh, or the ruler of all the kings of the world. All glory to him. Listen to this now. Who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. He's the one who was. He's the one who was. He was there already. He, he was, he is already risen from the dead. He is the ruler of all kings of this world. The Bible says all glory can go to him because he has already freed us from our sins because he who knew no sin became sin so that we might be called the righteousness of God. You say, Tim, what am I telling you today? He, he was because he knew where we were. He, listen, this is why, this is how you know God loved you. Even though he knew that you were going to show up to work late and not honor him, him. And this, even though he knew that you were going to try and, and walk away from, even though you knew better, you knew God, you knew God. Some of the, some of us, listen to me, some of us, you were raised in church and, and yet we've fallen so far away from the Lord. And so you've just recently found yourself maybe even back and not that church can save you, but in the reality of things, listen to me, if you don't like being around God's people, heaven may not be the place for you. He's the one who was. Some of us, we have to understand that, that he is the one that has already freed us from the past. Can I tell you, what God did is greater than what you did. So we need to let that sink in for a little bit. What God did is greater than what you did. What he did for you is greater than what they did to you. Listen, I, I know sometimes I'm just not talking about past sin, but oftentimes I'm talking about a past shame and past heartache and past regret. Things that people have done to us, maybe abuse or neglect or things that have been said to us in the past that we have felt that have negated and disqualified us from receiving the true love and purpose and reaching our destiny of Jesus in, uh, of our lives in Jesus Christ. Many of us have allowed ourselves to live in our past over and over and over again. Can I also tell you, it's not just past pain, but for many of us, it's past gain. Many of us that think we know how to do this. We've got this all figured out. We don't need anybody else's help. And you should be doing it the way I'm doing it. See, for too, for, for too long here, particularly in our current culture, we, all we get done doing is trying to convince somebody else that they need to think, they need to do, they need to act, they need to say, they need to look like what we do. God is more creative than you. Hello? God is bigger than what I can comprehend. God is bigger than what fits in between these two ear holes. And what I'm trying to tell you today is that we will never receive the freedom of Jesus Christ until we first become responsible and ask for forgiveness. We will never be free of our past 
until we first become responsible of the past pain and the past gain of our past and recognize that God has more for us. Whether you've left in shame and you feel like you're not qualified or whether you've lived in past gain and you feel like you deserve more than what you have, I've got news for you today that God's plans for you are much greater than your plans for you. In fact, my Bible says that God wants to do exceedingly and abundantly far more than you could ever ask, imagine, or think. But listen to me to now. It's only according to the power of God that we allow to work on the inside of us. That he wants to change us from the inside out. He's the one who was. He is here. He's in my past right now. That's why he can forgive me. Now, for many of us, we don't want to take responsibility because this, this is a, this is a huge thing for our current culture right now. It's always somebody else's fault. It's always somebody else's fault. Every time. Nobody wants to take responsibility for anything. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> Uh, listen, I did not rack up your credit card debt for you. I didn't do that. I'm trying to walk this in the right way here. <laughs> See, even, I know there, there were other, there were good medical purposes to this and it, it it was probably a good thing, I'm sure. But can we just, can we just put our little political agendas aside for a moment? Let's, can we have real talks? Is that okay with y'all? Like, I don't really give a rip if you're a Republican or a Democrat or, you know, I, I, I don't care. I really don't. You know, but, you know, we, we, and for why we've allowed a medical issue to become so political, I have no idea. But you know, we, you know, we going through the hot dumpster fire of 2020 and, and, you know, COVID and all that, all this stuff that kind of happens with it. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is now, even to this day, like if someone gets COVID, you try and keep it quiet because you don't want people to know. Um, which is fine. It's personal and private. I get that. But we did this thing called contact tracing. Remember? Right? Who were you around? I mean, they, they like if you're you can enable your smartphone to have contact tracing. To, if you've been around other smartphones that have contact tracing, and the, like it will tell you, and because the purpose was is to find out where the sickness, where you got sick, like who gave that to you, and for medical purposes, that's a good thing. You know, you can try and contain, do all the different stuff. But what we ended up doing is we just wanted to blame somebody. You got me sick. You got me sick. It's your fault. I mean, we, we just allowed the demonic government of Washington, D.C. to dictate how we live our lives and, and all the things because we, I'm not, I'm not talking about the mandates they put on us. I'm talking about the way they interacted with one another, just blaming each other and shouting and screaming and, and, and listen to me. I got news for you today. The government is never going to dictate more. They're never going to legislate morality. They are never going to legislate the presence of God into our lives. It is up to us to take responsibility for me because at the end of the day, when I get to 
the one who is to come. There's not going to be anybody else standing there but me and him. And he's going to ask me what I did with my wife, what, what I did with my life. And I'm not going to be able to blame anybody else. I'm not going to have to be able to come up with some excuse for everybody else and wait for the government to bail me out or somebody else to bail me out or I can blame somebody else. Sooner or later, you've got to take responsibility for yourself. You will never receive freedom until you first take responsibility and ask for forgiveness. 1 John 8 or 1 8 says it this way if we claim we have no sin, we're only looking or we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. Yeah, a lot of us have been living lies. Even right now, many of us are living lies. You came into church this morning acting like everything's fine. Perfect life. It's a wonderful life. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Right? It's, it's great. It's a wonderful life. We're not living in the truth, but if we confess our sins, verse 9 says, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, watch this, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. Wow. If we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. All you've got to do is say you made a mistake. Say, God, I'm sorry. I've come short of the glory of God. I've fallen. I have made a mistake. I surrender to you. We take responsibility for that. And when you take responsibility, listen to me, it is the, the, the freedom of God comes when we ask for forgiveness. Because when you ask for forgiveness, he is faithful and just to cleanse us of all our wickedness. But if we claim we haven't sinned, the Bible says that we're calling God a liar. I mean, you call me a liar all you want. You might be right sometimes. But I serve a God who cannot lie. You know why he cannot lie? Because he sees all things. He knows all things. He's been there with you every step of the way. When you made a good decision, when you made a bad decision. Whenever, listen to me. God was there with you. Listen to me. When you were sitting in the dark corner of your living room thinking your wife already went to bed and you opened up that screen and started watching things and doing things you know you had no business being a part of. Oh, is it getting too real? Yeah, this is real life. This is real life. God was there with you when you were got into the middle of those conversations at work or in a circle of friends, and all they could get done doing is talking about everybody else and everything else and what everybody else was doing, and they were running that little gossip circle, and yet you sat there and you took part of it, you laughed, you chuckled, you even get you kind of nodded a few different times, and you know, so, oh, I never really said anything, I just sat there. Can I tell you, you sitting there is complacency. You are an accessory to the gossip of the, the sin of gossip. He's there with, listen, God was there with you every step of the way. When he, but this is the wonderful thing about God. He was there. He knows me. But yet, he still loves me. And if all we would do is take responsibility and say, Lord, I surrender. That's when the salvation of God comes and he picks us up from where we were and he takes us to where we are going to be. 
Now, some of us, we've had some misfortunate circumstances that maybe weren't something you personally did, but sometimes it was something somebody said about you or something someone did to you that you feel like that has disqualified you and, and made you as like a second-class citizen. Let me explain this to you a little bit, all right? Uh, I, was in, I was in second grade, all right? I know it's shocking, but I was there once, twice, three times. No, just once. Uh, and was in, I was in second grade and was there and everything was cool. And, and, uh, I, it was like a week, week and a half in. Now, it, again, can we stop being these divisive political figures and just listen to me for a second, okay? Uh, we were in our, in, in, in school and we didn't say the Pledge of Allegiance every morning. We actually, they got out, um, we sang the national anthem every morning. In, in, in second grade. And so they got out a record player. Now listen, guys, I don't know if you know what a record player is or not. All right. But it's kind of box thing. You get a piece of vinyl and it sits down and there's a needle and it spins. It's a rich sound. It's kind of cool, but old people only really know what it is. But in second grade, we had this record player and my teacher would go and she'd get the, get, get the record out of the national anthem. It was kind of like this military sounding thing. Dun, 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 dun. And then the choir would kick in with the band. Oh, second. All right. And it's just like this big deal, right? I mean, it, and so every morning we did that. We'd stand there beside our desk. We stood up beside our desk, put our hand over our heart and we sang the national anthem every morning. Right. Very cool. We should be thankful for the name. If you've never been anywhere else, you've never experienced anything else, you have no idea how good we have it here. Stop talking about how bad it is and start giving thanks for the for the goodness of God here. Thank, start giving thanks that we have freedom. Start giving thanks. You think, oh, they're 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 coming against us. Oh, we're so. Have, if they haven't crucified you yet, you, you're okay. Relax. So they do that every morning. Every but about a week, week and a half into school, as I'm standing there singing, I feel the hand of my second grade teacher grab a hold of the back of my neck and drag me as my heels are literally dragging, drags me out of my classroom and into the hallway outside while the national anthem is playing. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm kind of scared to death in this moment. And she gets down, she gets down into my face. I mean, it, it was, she, I mean, she just gets up right into my, just like this, right? And she, she points her demonic finger right in my nose. It is, it's terrifying. She says she's scared to death. I brushed my teeth. I, yeah, I'm okay. All right. It's, you all right? You need a moment? You need a moment? Here, let's do this. It'll be even better. Let me see this. Here we go. All right. All right. So, all right. All right. It's me and you. Yeah, yeah, it's on us right now. You okay with that? I'm great. Everybody in the world, millions of people are watching us right now. Millions. Yeah, this is the whole service. This is going to be even the the uh, thumbnail they put up. You know, and for yeah, this is gonna it's gonna be me and you. You okay with that? It's fine. It's fine. You sure? No. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, good. All right. All right. Here, you want to take this back? Did I get you in trouble? She's freaked out now. You all right? It's like we need to have a therapy session. Is there a counselor in the room? Or a counselor in the room. Look at her. You get blasted. I don't know. You got to get slain out in the spirit here. What's going on? You all right, girl? All right. All right. So my second grade teacher, this is where I was. So my, you distracted me. My second grade teacher, right? And she points her demonic, witchy little finger in my nose. Yeah, I was, re- I was binding, buking, rebuking, casting, loosen, whatever. Yeah. And, and she's pointing her finger and she's, Listen to me, young man. 
He says, I want you to know something. Your voice is a disgrace to our nation. I, you think I'm making this up. I am not making this up. This is verbatim. Your voice is a disgrace to our nation. Every morning when we sing the national anthem, you are to stand up and come out here and stand in this hallway because you are a dishonor to our country. True story. <laughs> That's real. That's true. Now, the funny thing about it is, <laughs> everything I do for a living now revolves around my voice. Like everything. I mean, all the stuff I do. And, and she, you know, she said that. I'm like, I, and, and you said, Tim, did that, like, that affect you? I don't know. I'm talking about it about 35 years later. I'm not sure. What do you think? You know? Everything I did, the funny is, the first couple albums I was on, I did sign them and send them to her. But, <laughs> I'm not making that up either. Uh, <laughs> and I've been privileged. I've, I've traveled around the world, up and down the coast. And the fun thing about it is, is that, uh, I have, I have been honored to sing even the national anthem in like all kinds of places all over and like large arenas and crowds and different things like this. In fact, I, I gave this illustration. This has been a long, long, long time ago. It, it's somewhere else and it was near Pittsburgh, uh, the city of champions, which by the way, I'm way too close to Baltimore today, but <laughs> the biggest amen I've gotten out of you in several years. Uh, but yeah. And, uh, I was in Pittsburgh preaching, and I gave this illustration, and uh, and I said, "I'm a huge. I love I love football. Obviously, I love the Steelers, but like I'm a hockey nut. When you really get down to it, I'm all over the Pittsburgh Penguins. I I love it. It's it's just I love hockey. And uh, I I just kind of flippantly say, and by the way, if you happen to have a connection with the Pittsburgh Penguins, it's on my resurrection bucket list. You know, like if you could get this thing, the national anthem on the ice one day, like I would die a happy man right after I got done. You know, like." And I land up there, done. I'd be happy, you know? And, uh, so funny thing is somebody's in the church and they are an official supplier to the Pittsburgh Penguins, got it all worked out. And I'm going to be singing the national anthem on the ice at PPG arena. So that's kind of cool. Say, Tim, what am I trying to tell you? I'm telling you this. What they said and what they did to you does not define you, nor does it keep you from your destiny in Jesus Christ. Now, obviously, I'm not like, you know, I don't have this great voice of like I'm traveling around the world singing and doing everything like that. But I'm telling you right now, we can allow things like that, things that have been said, things that have been done. And we continue to live in the past and allow that to define us sooner or later. Listen to me. They had it right. Disney had this right. Let it go. <laughs> don't hold it back anymore. <laughs> let it go. Right. 
We've got to understand that sooner or later, we've got to leave here because we've been living here for so long. That's why we're not getting anything accomplished here in the present. We've been in the past for so long. We've become numb to the present and we no longer allow ourselves to live in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ here because we've been too hung up with us dying in the past. We have forgotten that Jesus, once he went into the grave and got up on Sunday morning, it's in a very moment that when we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, and we believe in our heart that he is God. At that very moment, the old is gone and the new is come, and I immediately begin to live by the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ in my life. I am thankful today, although I have been crucified with Christ, it's no longer I that lives, but it is Jesus who lives on the inside of me. And I'm thankful today that even when I come up short, even when I don't have what it takes, yes, he's the one who was, but he's also the one who is. He is my ever-present help in time of need. He is with me here right now. The Bible said that he made us, in verse 6, he made us a kingdom of priests for God his Father. All glory and power to him forever and ever. He made us a kingdom of priests. Can I tell you, regardless of what your job title might be, you might be a barista, you might be an engineer, you might be a teacher, you might be a reverend, you might be a doctor, you might be an esquire, you might, whatever the difference, you might be a mechanic, it doesn't matter, whatever the title you think you have here on this world, listen to me today, once you have confessed with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that he is God, your title instantly becomes a priest in the kingdom of God. You are a priest in the kingdom of God. First Peter says, you are a royal priesthood. You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Some of us are living out that peculiar part really well. Listen, you are a priest of God. What does a priest mean? A priest means you are a representative of God to the people and a representative of people to the God, uh, to God. You say, what am I trying to say? I'm telling you this, that when you call on the name of Jesus, you are reaching up and you are touching heaven. And as you touch heaven and you call on the name of Jesus, the Bible says a stairway or a ladder descends out of heaven and it is the son of man. It is Jesus himself and he connects heaven to earth and the angels of God ascend and descend upon this ladder and they bring us the answers and the needs and the provision and the presence of God. Listen to me today. When you call on the name of Jesus, you are touching heaven, and heaven is changing earth for the glory of God. As whatever you abound on heaven, it is whatever you abound on earth has already been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth has already been loosed in heaven. You are coming into agreement with heaven, and when you stand in agreement with heaven, there is nothing this world can do that can shake you from the foundation that Jesus is with you every step of the way. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never turn his back on you. You are a priest. You are a representative of God to the people, but you are also a representative of people to God. You can pray. You can stand in the gap. You can declare the blessing of God over your family. I love we sang this song this morning, The Blessing, right? Of course, <laughs> this time of year, every time I'm laughing because I'm hearing myself tell this joke already. Um, <laughs> just give me a minute. Every time I hear the word, the blessing, I immediately go to my favorite Christmas movie of all time, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I can hear, you know, and I'm going, the blessing. See, he had it, the blessing. What? 
They want you to say grace. Grace? She died 30 years ago. All right, sorry. God bless him. I pledge allegiance to the flag. She might have got kicked out of second grade too. Um, <laughs> but I love that you sang the blessing. I don't know if you remember or not, but the blessing came out, was written in, and then put out in 2020, right? I love that. Because I don't know if you remember 2020 or not. Anybody remember that year? Right? Yeah. See, because the wonderful thing about it is, is that the blessing of God always and far outweighs any curse this world tries to put on us. Regardless of whatever is happening, regardless of the circumstances and the, the living in the state of a fallen world, I might be in this world, but I am not of this world. And what happens in this world does not dictate my life. It does not dictate how I live. Listen to me. If we are changing how we live every moment of every day, where really is our foundation? Where really is our foundation? But we can call out the blessing of God over our families. We can declare, listen to me today, you can declare the blessing of God over you, over your family, over your marriage, over your children, over your children's children, over your finance, over your workplace, over your community, over Gettysburg, over Adams County, over Pennsylvania, over this nation. I'm sick and tired. Listen to me today. I'm sick and tired of people talking about how bad it is, how awful it is. This election didn't go your way or all the different crap we we try and come up with that we try and think that somehow the stuff of this world outweighs the blessing of God. I've got news for you today. My Bible says I have the authority in the name of Jesus Christ that I could call things blessed and it breaks every, every yoke of bondage in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's stop talking about how bad it is and let's start giving God the glory. If we stop fixing our eyes and being so fixated on all the problems and the people and the garbage of this world that's trying to drag everybody down. Listen to me today. Nobody wants to be a part of a group of people that all we get done doing is saying how bad it is out there. Stop talking about how bad it is out there and let's go out there and let's be the change as we are carriers of the presence of God and we step out and everywhere my feet go, the gospel of Jesus Christ prevails. He's the one who is. He's the one who is. See, we'll never receive freedom until we first become responsible and ask for forgiveness. Responsibility. But listen to me today. Responsibility leads to repentance. Can I tell you, repentance starts today. Repentance starts today. Repentance is resolved today. Repentance means I'm turning away from the things of this world today. And I'm turning towards the things of God. Repentance isn't just saying no, it's saying yes. It's saying no to the world, but it's saying yes to Jesus. It's changing the way we think. It's changing the way we think. It's not pushing it off and waiting for some other good, you know, the perfect moment. We always are looking for the perfect moment to change, the perfect moment to, to, to tell people about Jesus, the perfect moment to do this. We come up with all these excuses. Well, let me maybe explain it to you this way. All right, we're in, we're in... We're in full swing holiday mode, right? It is Christmas cookie contest next week. Come on, somebody. See, me all need to get blessed over that. I'm going to get blessed. I'm going to be anointed myself with, oh, I mean, I'm going to be excited about that. I've never been so excited to come to Freedom Valley in my life. But here's the deal. Like, so many of us, we, 
<laughs> it's the holidays. I don't know if you know what comes with the holidays or not, but like holiday wait, you know, because we had Thanksgiving, right? And I said that and I covered, I didn't realize I did it. I covered up my stomach when I did it. <laughs> you know, I'm in my second trimester. We're, yeah, that's right. Uh, and so, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make, you know, listen, it's, it's just going to be, it's Christmas in like 14 days, 13 days, right? So what's the point in starting the diet now? Because, you know, and working out now, because in just a couple weeks, I'm going to ruin that anyway. I mean, next Sunday, I'm going to eat, I'm, I'm eat, I am eating the fire out of some cookies in this room. I'm just telling you that right now. And I'm, I'm excited. So I, I'm going to bust that diet in. And then the week after that, it's going to be Christmas. So I, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I know like in my family, I make the turkey in my family because I know how to do it. Listen to me. I'll tell you right now, you come to my house, I'll show you how to make a turkey. You get that salt, you soften that butter up and you baptize that turkey in butter in the name. You lift up that skin and you give it a little massage underneath there. And I mean, you, hallelujah. I mean, it's just like Thanksgiving and Christmas, I do the turkey. Sorry, I was getting blessed for a moment. So I do the turkey. Everything's good, right? It's all fun. So everybody eats. I mean, I eat. It's all about the casseroles and this you know, sweet potato casserole, and green bean casserole. And then you got to get the pumpkin pie. You got to get the apple pie. You got to get the Christmas snickerdoodles. Come on, somebody. And you got to get all the good stuff. I mean, like all, all the wonder. And you get all that and you just eat it. I mean, and then you lay back and you got the bowl full of jelly. I mean, you know, it's like. It's, it's awesome. So what's the point in starting a diet now? Right? And then a week after that, I don't know if you know, it's like after Christmas comes New Year's. There you go. This, this is simple. That's right. I'm not complicated. You should know that by now. Comes New Year's and then we got, we got New Year's parties. So I mean, we're going to go there. We're going to eat this, drink this, do this and whatever. Oh, you know, what's the point in starting a diet then? So like, and when we just keep pushing it off and then, you know, we have a New Year's Day dinner. So I'm not going to start my diet on New Year's Day, you know, and, and so we have New Year's Day dinner and then, and then we keep going on and it's, and it's, and it's cold. It's really cold. It gets really cold. And so if you fast when it's really cold, you get really cold. So you need to eat something. So, you know, you, you, you just need to, you need to eat to keep yourself warm. And so you, you just, I mean, you just keep, and you keep coming up with excuses over and over and over again and you keep waiting for the perfect circumstances, don't you? I know I've done this myself. Hello? And then the reality is we didn't just get fat in the holidays. Honey, you were fat in September. Huh? But we just keep pushing it off. We come up with excuses over and over and over again to not encounter the life change that God has for us today. Because we continue to live in the past. We continue to not allow ourselves to know that there's a destiny that we can, that we can get to. And so all we do is we come up with excuses and we just, listen, here's the thing. If you're not getting closer to God today, by tomorrow, you're going to be further away from him. If you're not making steps today to get closer to God for tomorrow, you're going to be farther away from him. You say, Tim, what am I telling you is this, the world is spinning out of control faster than you're walking with God. This is practical. If you have no prayer life with God, you have no life with God. If you do not know his word, you do not know him. And if you do not have a life with God and you do not know him, you will not live in heaven with him forever. That's simple. This is a daily moment. Can I tell you, there are simple things that you can do. I know that even your church, they, they give you the tools even to walk through a Bible study with them or a Bible reading with them, even through the Christmas season. I know they got one available to you right now. 
You can listen, you can go. I, I, I use you version Bible app a lot. I read through the Bible every year. In fact, I'll just, I'm going to tell you, I cheat a little bit with it. Let's go to the preacher cheats. Hello. And God's okay. So I, I do a couple, this is the way I study Bible. I, I allow, I, I use the, I, I allow the Bible to be read to me, you know, cause I'm in the car. I, I average about 1400 miles a week. All right. And so I'll put that thing on, whether I'm in an airport or whether I'm in a car, wherever I'm doing, I've got that thing going and I'll listen to that every day that you can go and I listen to it chronologically. And I every year I've done, I don't know, for the last several years now, I've listened to the Bible all the way through from the, in the beginning of Genesis to the amen of revelation every year. But then there's other times that I'll dig into, there's something I'll say, Oh, God's saying something to me there. And I'll remember that. And I'll go back and I'll dig into that portion and I'll dig into those moments or as I'm studying for a message or as I'm, I'm, I'm studying for my own personal knowledge or my own personal growth with the Lord. It's, listen, I do those in two different ways. You can do that too. It is so easy to listen to the Bible for five minutes a day. If you can't listen to the Bible for five minutes a day, you're never going to be able to listen to God whenever you're in the moment of that heated argument with your spouse and he's telling you, you better pull back because if you continue to treat your wife that way, he'll never listen to your prayer. That's scripture. Repentance is resolved today. It's not about what we deserve. So many times we think, oh, because I don't deserve the blessing. I don't deserve the grace. I don't deserve the goodness of God. I deserve means I'll never receive. There's no doubt I don't deserve. Stop living in the past. Stop living in the moment where you failed today and start trusting God. It's not about striving in self. It's about surrendering in service. It's about giving God your best. It's about understanding that God's grace is sufficient for you. That even in your moment of weakness, the strength of God is made perfect. That as you make steps, as you, as you continue to surrender to the Lord, that God's grace is going to carry you and meet you at every moment of every day and of every hour. And you are never going to come up short of God and more because he's going to walk with you every step of the way. And when you don't have what it takes, he's going to pick you up and he's going to take you where you're destined to be. You're not falling far away from God. He's the one who is to come. He wants to take you to where you're supposed to be. I know we're not there yet, but we're on our way. Come on. I know we're not there yet, but I know we're on our way. The Bible says in verse 7, look, he comes with the clouds and everyone will see him. Even those who pierced him and all the nations of the world will mourn for him. Yes and amen. He comes with the clouds of heaven and everyone will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the nations of the world will mourn for him. Listen to me, responsibility leads to repentance and repentance leads to refreshing. Refreshing comes from being in the presence of God. Peter said it this way in Acts chapter 3, repent and turn towards the Lord so that times of refreshing will come from being in his presence. Turn towards God. I don't know where you are, I don't know what's going on in your life today, but I got news for you, a waiting season is not a wasting season. Some of us have been waiting for the perfect moment. Some of us have been waiting to feel like we're, we deserve this. Some of us have been waiting for, for someone to, to, to say just the right thing in just the right moment. And meanwhile, God's waiting on you simply to say yes. I don't know where you are today. I don't know what's going on in your life. But I declare in the name of Jesus Christ, you are blessed and you are destined to live with God forever and forever and forever. It's not about... Doing the right thing. It's about living with the right one. I'm not talking about your spouse. I'm talking about Jesus. He's with you right now. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning?
I don't know all that's going on in your life today. I don't understand everything that happens and where we are in every moment of every circumstance. But what I do know is this. He was with you in the past. He's with you here right now. And he's gone to prepare a place for you. There, Jesus is coming soon. Even in the middle of our mess, even in the middle of our struggle. I mean, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this next week. So I don't want to say too much here, but I mean, the Christmas message itself that God found a young teenage girl, Mary. Most people believe she wasn't even 15 years old yet. She was probably more 13 or 14. Pregnant outside of marriage, Joseph, a very pious and religious man. And he has to make a decision whether or not he's going to marry Mary or going to walk away from her. I mean, the story of Jesus Christ was dependent. The Holy Spirit had already conceived Jesus inside of the belly of Mary. It's a messy thing. And then even late in pregnancy and more than likely, at least in her third trimester for sure, they make a trek all the way to Bethlehem. I mean, she rides a donkey all the way to Bethlehem. And then has no place to stay and is secluded out into a dark, dingy, damp cave on the edge of town in Bethlehem. It wasn't some nice little warm manger scene that we see. It was, it was a dark, wet cave. But even in that mess, God's purpose, God's plan, his destiny, his desire came through. Her being too young, him being too religious, all the different circumstances, all the different excuses we can come up with, nothing can thwart the plan of God in your life. I don't know where you are today. I don't know what's going on in your life today, but I do know this. Some of us have felt like we have lived in our past forever. We have allowed our past to become our God. We have allowed our past to dictate where we, how we live now. And we have allowed our past to tell us that we will never get to the divine destiny that God has for us in our future. It's time for us to let go. That same cycle of addiction and pain and depression that you've thought you've gotten over time and time again, but over and over again, you continue to slip up and make mistakes and fall back into your past over and over again because you're not living right here and now in the present of Jesus Christ. Some of us have become so numb and some of us are pushing off decisions to serve Jesus today because we assume there's going to be a better time. We assume there's going to be another time. We assume there's going to be some other moment that we'll have another shot. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Choose whom you will serve today. Some of us have been tired and we're struggling and you're not sure that you're moving in the right direction. I got news for you today. I'm here to encourage you to let you know that Jesus has a plan and a purpose for you and you are moving in the right direction. Stop trying to strive in yourself. Stop trying to have it all figured out on your own, but trust God with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding every time he tells you to go. Stop trying to have it figured out and just simply say yes. The quicker you do what God tells you to do, the more he'll tell you and the faster he'll get you to where you need to be.
moment is going to be threefold. Number one, if you are lost, that means lost means living without Jesus right here and right now. That means you're lost. Some of us need to let go of the past. And some of us need to look up and fix our eyes on Jesus and allow him to be the one who is to come. Because sooner or later, this sky is going to split wide open. And we all, those of us who are alive and remain, will be caught up to meet those who went on before us. And we will meet Jesus in the air. It will happen in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. You won't have another shot. You won't have another chance to make another decision. This is it. Right here and right now in this room, the Bible says that we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. That very moment, the old is gone and the new has come. If you're here today, say, Tim, I need to make a decision to follow Jesus. In fact, here's how we're going to do this. Everybody's going to pray this prayer with me today. Everybody. The person beside you might need to hear you praying with them today. If you're watching online, you can reach out to us today. We would love to be able to pray with you. I know there are people standing by ready to pray with you every moment of the day. But I want, if you're here, wherever you might be, in your living room, in your car, in your in, in, in a workplace, in a desk, whatever you might be. Oh, those of us that are in the room, everyone that's watching everywhere online, if you're here today, listen, I want everybody to pray this prayer with me. Listen, you don't have to pray this prayer word for word, but somehow you need to mean it, and somehow you need to declare this out loud. If you're here today, and you know you you need to surrender your life to Jesus. This is your moment right now. You've been trying to do it all on your own. In fact, somebody is here today and you're not even sure why you're here. You're not even sure how you got here, but somehow you found yourself here in this moment. I'll tell you why. The love and the grace of God has been chasing you down and he wants to bless you and pour out his love and his grace and his mercy all over your life right now. You no longer, I don't, not, I don't have all the answers. Oftentimes the most faith-filled statement I could tell you is I don't know. But what I do know is this, you don't have to live this life alone anymore. All across this room, I invite everybody to pray with me. All the folks that are online, listen, somebody beside you might need to hear you praying right now. Come on, everyone, say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus... Oh, come on, Freedom Valley. Come on, say, Jesus, I admit that I need you. I believe that you are God. And I confess you as the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, that heaven is now my home. From this day on, I will trust the Lord. I am saved. I am healed. I am free. In Jesus' name. Come on, and everybody said, amen. Amen. Come on, give God a big shout of praise in this house. Come on, would you stand to your feet? Come on, give God a big shout of praise in this house. Let's give God the glory. Let's give God the glory in this house right now. Listen, if you just made that decision, there's going to be a phone number going to pop up behind me. You simply text, I'm in text I'm into this phone number. Listen to me. We want to connect with you. 717-634-7910. If you're watching online, listen, you can reach out to us. We would love to connect with you. Text I'm in. 717-634-7910. We'd love to connect with you. But for those of us that are in this room right now, if you just made that decision, I want to give you an opportunity to kind of take your first step of faith. Every hut up, every eye open, nothing to be ashamed of, everything to rejoice in. The Bible says in the book of Luke that when one sinner comes home, the angels of God rejoice. The angels of God rejoice. And if you're here today and you say, Tim, I have just made a decision to follow Jesus. 
I want to rejoice with you. I'm kind of selfish in this moment. I'm simply going to count to three. And every race simply says, starts with ready, set, go. And when I say three, you say, Tim, I just made that decision to follow Jesus. I want you to lift your hand as high as you can. Every head up, every eye open, because faith or, or uh, Freedom Valley, you, you, you know what to do when people come into the life of faith. You know what people do whenever they decide to follow Jesus. Let's give them a proper welcome to the family of God. This, listen to me. This is not a res this is not a funeral. This is a resurrection in the name of Jesus. If you're here today and say, Tim, I just made that decision to follow Jesus. When I say three, why don't you lift your hand as high as you can? Come on, one, two. If you did that, come on, raise your hand right now. Three, come on, if you just gave your life to Jesus. Yes, sir, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, this is worth more than that. Yes, sir, yeah. Listen, this is, this is something really, really important. If you just raised your hand, or even if you didn't and you wish you did, this is something huge, all right? I need you to connect with somebody before you leave here today. There's, there will be a prayer team that will be here available to you. I know Tom will give us some direction in just a moment. But I, I want to do one more thing before we go. We're going to sing this song together. I was singing this song last night and all morning long. And then, wouldn't you know, God has that stuff worked out. I love that. We're going to sing this song together. And if you're here today, say, Tim, I need to let go of the past. I need to let go of the past. Yeah. Listen to me. That decision you made does not disqualify you from the love of God. And you walked into that, that doctor's office and you just felt all the pressure of the world and you thought it would make you feel better to let that responsibility go. I got news for you today. You are not second class. You are not damaged goods, but you are, you are loved by the grace of Jesus Christ. those of us that have been things were done and said to you in the past, some of you as a child that does not dictate who you are you're free in the name of Jesus and in just a moment of, of saying I'm stepping forward, I'm moving forward it's not not that we're forgetting and we're leaving the past. In fact, the wonderful thing about this is, think about this, even whenever Jesus showed up to his disciples after he was resurrected, he said, I'm going to prove to you it's me. Look at my scars. Look at his scars proved the grace of God. His scars proved the resurrection power of God. Listen to me today. Your scars are, they don't disqualify you. They don't, they're not damaged goods. In fact, they prove the goodness of God. You're still here. You're still standing. Even though the enemy tried to boil John alive, the purpose of God was still put forward in his life. Even though the enemy tried to take you off track long before you were walking with the Lord, I'm thankful today that God is here with you right here and right now. And you are not damaged goods, but the goodness and the grace of God is going to carry you and pick you up even in your moment of weakness. The strength of God is going to come in deep inside you and all of a sudden you're going to feel as if that is as in that even the lion of the tribe of Judah. You are going to hear him roar over your life and the enemy will flee because if God is for you who can be against you in the name of Jesus Christ? Well, if that's you today, 
before we even start singing, you say, Tim, I need to let go of my past. That might be a lot of different things. I believe there's addictions that are going to fall in this room right now. God, if you need to let go of your past, I want to invite you to come stand with me right here and right now. We're going to simply, if your prayer team is available, I'd like the prayer team to go ahead and come. We say, Tim, I need to let go of the past. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, you just come face us. Turn around face us, dear. That's it. Oh, your prayer team. Good, good, good. Even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've been struggling with, the, with depression. It's over today in the name of Jesus. It's over today right now in the name of Jesus. Aaron, if you guys want to go ahead and lead us, Tom, come on, let's lead us in the presence of God for just these next few moments before we go. Prayer team, I want you to go ahead, allow God to use you. In the name of Jesus, you begin to pray for them. Speak the blessing of God over their life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah.
If you're praying or God's working with you, never let a preacher or anybody distract you from what God has for you, okay? But as we were actually singing a song earlier, I really felt God give me this, this word for you, all right? And uh, I, it's, it's kind of a big thought, but it's practical to where you are right now. Sometimes in church, we can have these big moments. You know, God is the one who was, who is, and is to come. And it's like, ah! But it's the practicality of living now. The word of God is more practical than the tires on our car. So we can live this out. Make a step today to get closer to the Lord today. If you don't usually read God's word, I dare you to get up 10 minutes earlier tomorrow morning. You can do that. Get up 10 minutes earlier and read God's word. I dare you. Here's a simple, I dare you for the next week until I get back here next Sunday. In fact, I dare you to do this. And I, I really don't have a problem with a lot of it, but this is just something I, I think some of us need to do. Some of us are listening more to the things of this world than to the things of God. So I dare you for the next week to only listen. When you get in your car, only listen to music that glorifies God directly. I dare you for the next week. And just tell me by next Sunday something different doesn't change. But here's the word I want to share with you right now. As we even over this bridge, we're going to sing this bridge through one more time. You thought you were gone. You thought it was desolate. Everybody thinks oftentimes we, we, we look in Pennsylvania, even here in Gettysburg, you know, Gettysburg known for the bloodiest battle and all that. It's known for death. It's known for death. We're known for, you know, that this is a place where you have a, 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 a demonic stronghold. It's a place where, you know, just a, a generational things over and over again, even in your life, you're, you know, your, your granddad had a drinking problem, your dad had a drinking problem. So now you think you're going to have a problem with alcohol or maybe, you know, it's been a lot of different things. There's been divorce all through your family and you're scared to death for your own marriage. All the different things that happen happen in and around this world. And listen to me, I, 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 wanna, I want you to hear this and I want you to hear the word of God today. Listen to me, I know sometimes people hear Gettysburg and they immediately think, oh, it's the place of great death, the great, the place of great battle and, and, and the great, the, you know, all, all the horrible things of the past. I got news for you today. Gettysburg will no longer be known as a place of death. This will be known as a place where dead things come back to life in the name of Jesus Christ. I believe it. I, I, in the name, of, from the north, from the south, from the east, from the west, I believe we're going to stand over the valley of dry bones and we are going to declare the wind of God to be blown. There's going to be ligaments coming from all over the world. There's going to be muscles coming from all over the area. Bones are going to come back together and what you thought was dead, the dreams and the visions, the plans that you that you thought God even had for you and your family and this church. Listen to me today. I declare in the name of Jesus, Gettysburg will be known as a place where dead things come back to life for the glory of God. In Jesus name you are not forgotten don't you ever think God's passed over you don't you ever think that whatever was done and said has disqualified you but God loves you you are perfectly beautiful in the eyes of God there is nothing this world can do that can shake the love of God off of your life today he loves you he cares for you every moment of every second and listen to me as you dig in closer to the presence of God, when you put his kingdom first and his righteousness, then God's going to grant you the desire of your heart. Don't ever allow all the outside things to keep you from what God wants to do on the inside of you. Because who is on the inside of you 
is much greater than what is on the outside of you. Never discount that. You are not forgotten. God knows you. He cares for you. He knows you by name. He watches you every step of the way. And I got news for you today. He's pleased with you and he loves you. God is proud of you. You meet his approval. You don't need, and this is for you too. You don't need anybody else's approval. You have God's approval. You have God's approval. Never forget it. You have God's approval. Come on, let's sing this bridge one more time. We're going to get out of here in just a moment. Come on, but let's sing this together in the name of Jesus. The Lord is in. Come on, sing it. Yeah, he's with you. He's with you. He's with you. second takeaway. I think it's going on back here. There's a lot in there, so we want to hear what you have to say. Amen. Cookie contest next week. Make some extra, because I think Tim's going to... He's coming prepared to eat. You wearing your Christmas shoes again? I just saw those green shoes and red ties. That's pretty good. Amen. God is good. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the work you did today. 
We thank you, Lord. It is not up to us. It is up to you. As you work in us, your power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, works in us. That we will walk in it, Father. We will not listen to the lies of the enemy, but we will listen to your word, declaring who we are. Those that left the past behind will continue to press on for the prize of the calling in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We thank you that you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, amen. Go in peace. Prayer team, I guess you're here. If you have something else you want, please come up and have prayer. Get your kids. They've been hanging in there. Love you. See you next week.